in a nutshell, I love to empower women and their bodies all over the world. Whether they live on a dollar a day or a thousand dollars a day, we meet them where they're at and make sure they get access to the right products, the right services to help them thrive. Welcome to Denting Domestic Abuse. This is your host, Dr. Ludi Green. This is a very special month for us in our work, as October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We have picked a few interesting experts on the issue of violence against women during this month and hoping that you are all enjoying the programs that we have put together. Today, we will be joined by a guest who spoke with us this past February. We're so excited to have back Kay Roberts on the show to speak with us during this Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Kate is the founder of the Body Agency and the Maverick Collective, amongst many other wonderful projects. These two organizations are focused on creating better access for women's health across the globe. Let's meet her after this short break. We'll be right back after this short break. Ending Domestic Abuse is brought to you by Audible. Something you need to know about me is that I love to multitask. I'm a mother, a wife. As an entrepreneur who had to build her own path to success, I'm always looking for ways to continue learning and to use my time more effectively. Audible has been a great resource for me. I can have access to hundreds of audiobooks from the palm of my hands and listen to them as I commute to work, while I cook dinner, and when I go on a run. Listeners who have enjoyed some of our episodes on self-care We love Audible's huge list of self-help books, as well as their guided wellness program. It is so important to continue to learn and improve yourself. You are worth it. Don't wait. Head to audibletrial.com slash ending domestic abuse to start your free trial so they know we send you. All proceeds will go to improving this podcast to help even more victims of violence. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash ending domestic abuse. Welcome back to Ending Domestic Abuse, and this is your host, Dr. Ludi Green. As we have mentioned on the show before, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Today, I would like to talk about how domestic violence is not only an issue of personal safety, but also an issue of public health. Domestic violence can have short and long-term physical effects on victims and survivors, and these health issues impact women at a disproportionately higher rate than men. According to the CDC National Intimate Partner in Sexual Violence Survey, we have over 61 million women have reported being psychologically abused by an intimate partner. This abuse and other types of abuse, including physical violence, results in conditions impacting women's hearts, bones, muscles, and reproductive systems. We can sometimes impact survivors for the rest of their lives. In addition to physical effects of violence, survivors and victims of intimate partner abuse can have long-term mental health impacts as well. Unfortunately, many survivors of domestic abuse and sexual assault may experience increased rates of post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. According to an article published in the academic journal Partner Abuse, research shows that between 51 to 75% of women who experience intimate partner violence develop PTSD. And this number is much higher than the national average of women who experience PTSD, which is 5.2%. In order to help people heal from these traumatic experiences, 
holistic approaches need to be taken to address overall health and wellness for people who have experienced abuse across the country and the globe. I'm so excited to welcome Kay Roberts to the show to talk to us about initiatives that target pressing issues related to domestic violence and women's health, to create accessible spaces for people to educate themselves on important topics in women's healthcare. Kay has been engaging with the public for decades to increase women's access to healthcare. She has been recognized in Fortune's Most Powerful Women and at the World Economic Forum as a 2007 Young Global Leader. We are so honored to have her today in our show. Welcome, Kate, and we're so happy to have you here. Well, thank you, Ludi. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us, well, for some of the people who haven't, do they don't know about your program, even though many of them have listened, but we have new listeners. Will you take a moment to introduce yourself, your interests, and your work? Sure. Well, I have been doing this work, and when I say this work, being an advocate for women's health and safety and hygiene all over the world for the last 25 years. And along the way, I have started various organizations to address the issues of facing women, especially around their health and safety. So domestic abuse is something that I have, and uh, gender-based violence is something that I've worked on for, uh, as you say, the last few decades. I am the founder of The Body Agency, which also has its own foundation called The Body Agency Collective. And I also host a podcast uh, called Sex, Body, and Soul that really addresses the issues that nobody really wants to talk about, but everybody wants to hear about. Those that are stigma-driven, and we really get into the nitty-gritty of what it means to be abused, what it means to have mental health issues. And all the ramifications of being a woman and what happens to our bodies. And no issue is off bounds. We really love to talk about what is stigma fueled and hence gets forgotten. So in a nutshell, I love to empower women and their bodies all over the world. Whether they live on a dollar a day or a thousand dollars a day, we meet them where they're at and make sure they get access to the right products, the right services to help them thrive. Tell us a little bit about your new campaign, Body Next. What is the goal of this campaign and why did a collective decide to start it? Body Next is all about exploring our bodies from head to toe. And as I said, there are a lot of gaps in healthcare. There's a lot of issues that we have to deal with that are not traditionally funded by the government. They're considered controversial or they are just forgotten. So, you know, I can give you examples there where mental health, for instance, is concerned. When a woman goes through menopause, for instance, she does suffer from brain fog, you know, mood swings, and it can be extremely detrimental to their relationships, whether it be with their husband or boyfriend or partner. And so we really delve into those types of issues, starting from puberty, where girls need access to menstrual health products and hygiene products, all the way through their reproductive years, everything that they will encounter, whether it is domestic abuse or access to the health products and services that they may, they may need. 
all the way through their maternal health up until menopause, addressing these issues that really need to be talked about in layman terms, as in every woman bleeds, every woman who will strive to have, not every woman, but most women will strive to have a child and might have fertility struggles. Every woman at a certain point in her reproductive health will go into perimenopause and menopause. And so we really want to normalize these issues, starting at puberty, to talk about, you know, what's going to happen to you and what you need. And then the other big issue is sexual health. We as a world shy away from talking about these issues. And they're not issues, by the way. Everyone has sex, right? And it's just a natural thing that we are all programmed to want to do, but it's not talked about and it's considered, you know, controversial. So we want to make sure that kids, young adults have access to the right type of education that can serve them well going into their, you know, adult years and deliver it in a way that is culturally relevant and natural and not sensationalized. And, you know, the more mature we get as a world, the more we shy away from talking about natural things that happen to our bodies. So the Body Next campaign is a global campaign where we use celebrities and thought leaders and medical providers that already exist in this world to provide, you know, scientific, correct information about our bodies and what we really do need to thrive. This sounds like um, unbelievable. I mean, this program, you have taken it internationally, correct? Yes. You're doing all this internationally. We're doing this internationally with gold standard partners on the ground who can absorb this programming and get it into the hands of people who need it the most. Again, (laughs) it's segmenting the market in a way where, you know, if you do live on a dollar a day, that's very little money. And, you know, what we find is that, you know, poverty is also fueling the worlds and it's an ever, you know, it's just a, an ecosystem that continues to go around and around and around. And if we don't break poverty and health is at the core of that, we won't be able to change the world. And women are at the center of that, right? If you invest in a woman anywhere in the world, you invest in our health and our economic stability. You can strengthen local communities. You can strength, strengthen countries and therefore the, the world's economy. It's a, it's a, it's a fast track. Investing in women is mm-hmm. a fast track to changing the world. I totally agree. The rise of, the rise of misinformation found online and social media is troubling for many reasons. It's amazing the work you all are doing to help bring accurate education regarding women's and marginalized communities' health and equity. One goal of Domestic Violence Awareness Month held annually in October is to spread awareness and accurate information regarding domestic violence nationally and internationally. As I mentioned earlier, domestic violence can have long-lasting implications on health and well-being in your, in your work. How have you come across examples of this impacting women's health? We actually did a big comprehensive gender-based violence prevention program in India quite some years back. I'm sure you've heard about the girl who was mass raped on the bus with metal rods and, you know, her whole insides were spilled out onto the road. I mean, it was just the most 
horrific yes. incident yeah. that that really did take the global media by storm. And you know, I, I think I was telling you that I saw a shift, and especially a shift in in men around this issue of gender based violence. And one particular year, I went to the World Economic Forum, and this Indian story had come out, and I sat with various. Indian male CEOs who really wanted to do something about what was happening in India. And we developed a campaign there that really, it's so complicated, as you know, Ludi, to infiltrate yes, a system, old cultures, old beliefs. And, you know, one of the things that we learned from what happened in India was it wasn't just the perpetrators. It wasn't just the rapists that were a problem. It was also the lawyers that were protecting them. And so oh, you know, basically the lawyers were saying that girl should not been should not have been on a bus at 930, 930 at night. Like she was asking for it. This is what the, the lawyers were saying in trying to protect the perpetrators from being from being, you know, locked up basically. So mm -hmm. we were faced with a challenge in India of how do we infiltrate the mm -hmm. system and also the culture that there is and these beliefs in the hierarchy of men versus women and what women should should be and how they should behave and you know how they are basically servants to men and that is a really hard job and so when you talk about social media and really looking at the infrastructure of what's already there and the messages that go out, what we decided that we needed to do was look at the original infrastructure in that country, look at the clinics that women were going into for their, you know, sexual reproductive health, i.e., you know, contraception, family planning, really look at the basics. And really figure out, well, how do we train up that infrastructure to look for signs of domestic abuse? So when women come in to the clinic, right, for their checkups, whatever it may be, the gynecologists and the medical providers can see signs of domestic abuse mm -hmm. because women just weren't willing to come forward because of the dynamic in their family. They were they were scared. They they don't have the power. So when when you're talking about domestic abuse and and really ending it, there are just so many issues that uh, mm -hmm. there are that need to be addressed before you can even start having an impact on on one woman. So we started by looking at the infrastructure and seeing if we could add on services and train up providers to be able to recognize those signs. And then really, again, tapping into the system of safe houses and, you know, places for these women to go. But when you're dealing with women who live in extreme poverty on top of one another in small cramped huts with their entire family, it's very hard to break that cycle. And therefore it continues. I mean, I could talk for hours about this subject, but you're really looking at poverty as one of the main drivers of domestic abuse. Totally, I agree. And you don't know how much I thank you for what you're doing because this is a very difficult work 
for the opportunities I've had working on domestic violence overseas in the countries I visited. And I mean, there's like the challenges that all the women face there is unbelievable. It's, it's how we move them forward because, as you said, poverty well, needs you to that. One of the things that we've started doing is really just dissecting, okay, what are the big <laughs> problems in poverty that are affecting <laughs> families, especially women? <laughs> and it really is, it's health and it's ac- access to capital. As in, Correct. one of the problems is that women can't break out of that poverty cycle because <laughs> I've gone to school, right? Like if you take India, right. they've been, you know, sold into marriage at 15, 16. Then they've gone on to have, you know, eight babies and the cycle continues. Those girls then get born into the family and the same thing happens over and over again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we first need to give our girls an education. They need to be in school. Okay. We okay. need to convince the male of the household that girls need to go to school get an education so that they can actually go out there and get a job and be financially independent. And, you know, whether you look at a family living in Bethesda, Maryland, or a family living in Mumbai, in India, it's the same thing, right? If you were in a domestic violent situation with your spouse, you need to be able to be empowered to get out of that relationship and move on. And when you don't have any resources, it's almost impossible to do. That's correct. So let me ask you, you know, the, in addition to the physical scars, you know, as we spoke before, we were talking about the impact on mental health and well-being for victims. How does the body agency collective in the body next campaign incorporate that mental health awareness and resources into your programming and education? Yeah. So we've developed a, a curriculum that can be taught in schools and we want to get, and this is part of the Body Next campaign, we want to get this education to young people all over the world where they get to learn the new norms of how life should be. And, you know, mental health is something that is so overlooked in, in, in our society. You know, I come from a family with a lot of mental health issues in it. So I've seen firsthand how destructive that mental health is. If a child grows up watching their parents be abusive towards one another, they are more likely to be abusive themselves, right? Because it's what you learn as a child. So mm-hmm. what we want to do is get to children early on through the education system where they get to understand what's normal. Where mental health is concerned now, we are prescribing more Adderall and more antidepressive pills than ever before in, in this country. And, you know, it's, it's sort of, I mean, mental health is a whole podcast on its own, but it's any form of care or attention outside of the developed world is almost non-existent for mental health. And, you know, as we see our world today, you know, what is happening around the world with mass shootings and racism and, you know, everything that's going on in, in Israel and Gaza right now, you know, it's truly affecting so many people and their mental health. But imagine mm-hmm. if you were in one of those places and your family is being blown up. We do not look at mental health now 
as a healthcare issue on its own. We don't, we still don't. And there is so much to do still to, to normalize it, honestly, to have a normal conversation around it and look at, okay, how do we overcome those, those mental health issues? Is it medication or is it healthy living? Like, is it counseling? You know, and again, adding on to our existing infrastructure of medical providers to recognize the signs whether it be domestic abuse, whether it be mental health issues. And I, again, the infrastructure around the world is just not there. So that's true. It, it's a big poverty. <clears throat> and, and then, of course, you know, the link between mental health and domestic abuse. I just did a podcast on brain, a, a, a number of podcasts around brain health and, and concussion. That, that is real. Like if you've been bashed around the head, in your violent relationship, that gives you permanent brain damage. That gives you permanent brain damage. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And it, it is so much more prominent than you could imagine how many people actually really do suffer from concussions from domestic abuse issues. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for all your work and for your insight and wisdom, Kate. And we're so excited to see what's next for you and the Body Next campaign. Then tell us, how can our listeners learn more about your organizations, follow along with any updates and connect with you? And especially want to mention, they need to follow you and listen to Sex, Body and Soul, which I love. <laughs> I have gone through all the episodes and it is amazing. I encourage all our listeners to go there and follow Sex, Body and Soul and Kate mm. in, her, in her podcast. And please share, share with them what will you, I mean, about the Body Nicks and the rest of the information on you, please. Sure. You can learn all about the work that we're doing at thebodyagencycollective.org. That's our nonprofit organization that is doing the work around the world to reach these marginalized groups and young people with the Body Next campaign. If you want help yourself, you can go to thebodyagency.com, whether you're struggling with menopause or menstrual hygiene you know, what, whatever your issues might be, your hormones, Ludi and I have talked a lot yes. hormones. <laughs> and, you know, the, the other thing I'll say is power rests with you. You know, I don't know who your listeners are, Ludi, but, you know, I am a, a woman in her 50s with a daughter. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you just educate yourself and then you educate your children on what you've learned, that is very powerful right there. Because, we all struggle with something like life mm-hmm. is just not perfect, whether it be, you know, from head to toe, whether it be mental health, whether it be, you know, gut issues, whether mm-hmm. it be anxiety or, you know, brain health or brain fog or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Hormonal issues. <laughs> Hormonal issues. <laughs> uh, you know, understanding what's going on with your body during menopause. There's a fantastic menopause guide at thebodyagency.com. You can go and download it for free. So, and then, you know, as you say, Ludi, listen to Sex, Body, and Soul. It's an educational yes. podcast. Totally. whole vast array of doctors and scientists that really mm-hmm. talk about these issues in a granular way that you can really understand. Top well, experts, really, top experts. Top experts. And mm-hmm. again, there's no subject that we don't talk about, right? Stigma has to go. Our bodies are yes. natural, mm-hmm. amazing bodies that that can produce life and all the Mm -hmm. things that happen to it are for a reason it's just a natural progression but 
we are also talking about domestic violence here and you know one of the one of the drivers i'll say this again one of the main drivers of domestic violence is poverty and financial struggles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we really do need to address the root causes of this if we can if we truly want to end domestic and gender based violence thanks once again to our guest Kay Roberts and thanks to you for listening no matter who you are or what you have been through You can find help and you can find a way out of abuse and into your new life. Please send us an email through our website at ludigreen.com. That's ludigreen.com. Or you can call our abuse hotline at 202-643-2327. That's 202-643-2327. We'll help you find a way out to freedom. You can find me on social media at Dr. Ludi Green on Instagram and Twitter. You can also help stop abuse by spreading word of our podcast. Just go on Spotify. And please give us a five-star rating or share your comments. Thank you again. And together, let's all find a life you deserve.